flags in 100 years. The shithouse, if you think we'll be insightful, clever or just well researched. We're here to say that's not the case, we'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one cop. It's Thursday the 27th of June. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson and uh, it's, well, it's mid-season. It's mid-season in the AFL. It's been a rotating roster of people having bye weeks off. I had a week off and then uh, Charlie is now overseas. He's in Toronto, obviously scouting for locations for the Saints to sell a game to next year. And so uh, while he's over in Toronto, um, Limo uh, has come in uh, Thursday night. You'd obviously normally be doing the footy show, but... <laughs> It's not on tonight, is it not? Now we've got the. I took the night off for this. For this, when you rang and said, "Limo, can you whip the sub vest off and step in for Charlie?" I said, "Sure, I'll cancel the footy show." Uh, I hope they're not missing me. <laughs> is it nice to be somewhere we like? I mean, you talk about footy anyway all the time. You've got your own podcast and your own grandstand radio. Forgive me if it feels like I'm looking at my phone because I realise that it, what we might do today is um, do a bit of a mid-season. Sure. Uh, like, you know, a bit of a, where are you at? Where is the season at? Yeah. You know, like, you know, a bit of a mid-season review, it seems about the right time. That's I'm it. very happy to do that. Uh, so, yeah, the footy show and people, a lot of people say to me, what are you doing since the footy show finished? Mm-hmm. I've actually, I'm now working for the AFL. I'm the guy who does the goal reviews. That's you. At the games, it's me. $250 for the night. bucks a game. Did you say that? I've got, got a mortgage. I need to pay it. Did you see that they're paying those people, these people who are the most complained about people in football, <laughs> yes. who are doing, like, they've, they've, they've put all this technology in. Mm. Like, it's like they've spent all the money on the technology. We had a budget and we blew it all on the cameras and the tech. Yeah. And then we've just hired somebody for $250 a game to, like, do the, like, to review the most debated. It's like the FBI going, who should we get to check the Zabruta footage? You know what? We'll just pay a casual 250 bucks. Just get that guy. It'd be like, it's, it's like Renault saying, we've just done our car, but we can't afford Daniel Ricciardo anymore. Limo, can you drive the Renault yeah. next season? Yeah, we spent all the money repairing the car, but yeah. now we can't afford Daniel Ricciardo. So. <laughs> Although I will pick you up on one thing, Will. You say money spent on the technology. A point I've been making for years is that we do not have the technology. Yeah, that's true. We simply don't have goal line technology. No. Until we get Hawkeye, I like the tennis, just let the goal line players make the decision. I bet if you surveyed the fans, I bet the fans would say, I'm happy to cop a couple wrong based to on the jump. nonsense. The um, goal line players' poor judgment. I'd rather that be wrong because I can accept that. I accept human error in the moment on the goal line as opposed to having to wait five minutes for some other monkey to get it wrong. It's part <laughs> of the game. Like, it's part yeah. of the game. But yes. also, the other thing is, the only decisions that it actually ever works for are the ones, as in, like, where it would be useful, are the ones where you can't tell from watching it on a replay again <laughs> exactly. either. Like, you're like, that's so close that we've watched 50 replays of it and we still don't really know. Yeah. Either way, the umpire might as well have just made a call. <laughs> just made the call. And 90% of the time, what happens with the goal review? They go back to the umpire's call because right. it's inconclusive. Yeah. We just watched a really shit bit of TV for, <laughs> for 90 seconds. We, we watched it, yeah, rock and roll it, yeah. rock and roll it. That's cricket. They've got the technology. Yeah. Well, so, also, cricket's right. much easier, right? It's just like a straight pitch and it's like, yeah. you know, you're only aiming at three little things. It's probably easier to do the technology yeah. than the giant 
Yes. Like, I imagine, right? And, and isn't it the... By the way, I could hear like a lapping sound on my left-hand side and I realise Ramona is drinking my English <laughs> breakfast tea. She's a very sophisticated very. dog. She's, and she's, she's holding... Oh my God, she drank it all too. She's had it all and she's holding out her corner paw as she picks oh. it up. Now very. she's having a scone. She's having my scone. She's <laughs> a Melbourne supporter. That's what I've discovered. <laughs> she's got a I royal, royal is it okay? Is it okay for a dog to... To drink, drink, drink tea? Drink half a, a cup of tea? Probably. I'm pretty sure it's okay. There'd be some caffeine or something in there, though. If, she if might she, get a little hyper. She, oh, right. Oh, we'll, let's wait for that. If she'd eaten a block of chocolate, there might be a different well, a different story. But aren't the imperfections in the game one of the things that make in any sport? Aren't they one of the things that make sport great? I think that... Are you saying we should make sport great again? <laughs> let's make sport... I've got an idea for a campaign. <laughs> let's make it's sport great again. Uh, <laughs> What's the, if I said to you... Uh, you know, and this is difficult to put you on the spot. One of the greatest moments ever in sport, or think of a couple of the greatest moments okay. ever in sport. I think of the hand of God, Maradona. Okay, sure. Imp- imperfect I think of moment. the three days a week they let Maradona take cocaine because he was that good of a player. <laughs> that they, they were like, okay. as long as you're sober up towards <laughs> the weekend, <laughs> we're fine, mate. As long as you're what good to go. <laughs> what a life where you're the best in the world. You're so good that your club's like, we've tried to get him to stop taking cocaine. We've made an agreement. You can only take cocaine for all your waking hours <laughs> three or four days a week. You have to be right for game day. Just right for game day. Even then, he was furious. <laughs> furious. About that. Well, he was coming down from three days ago. <laughs> um, yeah, so hand of God. Yeah, okay. Wayne Harms. Yeah. Out of bounds. Yeah. See, these are the moments that are just moments, glorious. Great moments in cheating. Great moments in cheating. Great, great moments in... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they are basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. And yeah, Cameron Bancroft puts one bit of sandpaper down yeah, his trousers. And all of a sudden... Oh, he's a, he can't play cricket for a year. He's the bad guy. Yeah. I love how <laughs> the, the the speed with which we forgave the three individuals. Cameron Bancroft, we forgave him before he finished that yeah. initial press conference. Before he got the sandpaper out of his jocks. Steve, <laughs> Steve Smith, by the end of that press conference, we'd kind of forgiven him. Yeah. And now David Warner is... The highest run score at the World Cup, and we're still going, oh, I don't know about you. Yeah, well, you know what he is? He's, he's wooing us back after wronging us. <laughs> he's you know what I mean? It's taking like, him a while. You know, he's coming every day to their house with a bunch of flowers. Yeah. You know, it's like the, you know, it's old school romance, modern day stalking. <laughs> the world's changed, but <laughs> it'll happen. If he hits the winning yeah. runs in the final of the World Cup, yeah. Then we'll be, be like the scorned lover and we'll come back. We're like, okay, you bought me a new car. <laughs> There'll be a ticket a tape parade. Ring. All right, Davey, we love you again. Come Let's on. renew our vows. <laughs> um, he is, uh, he's doing okay though. I was a bit skeptical. Anyway, this is not a cricket podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. I could talk about cricket so endlessly on this podcast because I am fascinated by the World Cup of Cricket. Yeah, but, I, I love it as well. Uh, and uh, on the day we we're recording this, uh, because of course Australia beat England the other night, which not only cemented Australia in the semi-finals, which is mm. great. You know, like a year ago, if you told us we were, you know, locked into the semi-finals, you'd be pretty excited about that. Yeah, and then. Um, uh, Put England on shaky ground, you know, oh, beating love- England in oh, England. What a dream. What a dream. And then Pakistan the next night making it so now there's a real chance that if England don't beat New Zealand <laughs> um, and uh, India, which they I, I don't say they beat India and they're no certainty to beat New Zealand. Well, New Zealand up until they were beaten by Pakistan were the form team. And so suddenly Cup. this is, suddenly Ramona's just uh, jumping all over Lima now that she's had her tea. 
How you going? Are you full of tea? Is that what it is? Have you got an English breakfast tea buzz on? She's got. You're like, oh, you know what it is? She's got a look in her eyes. No, she sees that you've got tea up there. I was like, why is she looking up there? She's like, she spotted where your tea was. She's like, I like this tea. I might have some more of this. She's gone on Diego Maradona. She's like, this is great. Three days a week, English breakfast tea. Just as long as you're right for game day. Um, so uh, I um, uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm so it just makes all those games so interesting now, and so yeah. exciting. And if Pakistan or Bangladesh, one of those teams, managed to sneak in to the um, the semis to the final four, I I just think that would be great for world cricket. I would I would love I would love Bangladesh. That well, to, they've got like the best player in the world at the moment, basically yeah. playing for them, Bangladesh. Yeah. Like they amazing, uh, and they were you know. Four years ago, they were just making up the numbers. I mean, it's a, like I mean, it's even amazing that Afghanistan is there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, like Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Like I know. Everyone, you th- where do they? I mean, I've been to Afghanistan. Yeah. That is not. That's not a safe country. I mean, it's a tough place like, to. Where do you pop where do outside they, for a hit? Where do they train? Where, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Where, <laughs> yeah, should we just go? There, well, there's not a lot of backyard yeah. cricket happening. No, it's not a lot of backyards, right? There's not, there's not a lot of backyards. Yeah. Anyway, maybe that's why there's there's such you know quick batsmen. <laughs> They're like, we have to get out. <laughs> we got to get Seriously, out. Seriously, get your runs and get out of here. Uh, well, Rashid Khan is a lot of people say the best 2020 bowler in the world. Yeah. Um, but they have got a yeah they they've got a a bunch of really. And they're just, I mean, anyway, very, very exciting World Cup, but we're not here to talk about the Cricket World Cup. Uh, we are talk, uh, here to talk about the AFL. Ah, uh, yes. Footy. Uh, yeah, footy. The only game in town, footy. Uh, so, uh, Limo, how do you yes. feel about, so let's start with Hawthorne. How do you feel yeah. about, um, you know, the big question you've got to ask uh, Hawthorne fans, how do you feel about um, new arrivals to our country? Are you... <laughs> Shouldn't be employed at the footy. That's uh, right. what you're saying, right? What do they do? We yeah. don't need them near our sport, okay? <laughs> coming over here, coming ruining over, our games, coming over wanting here people and, to behave. Coming over here and judging our fans. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's our job to judge you. It's not your job yeah. to judge us, yeah. all right? Yeah. The, this um, judging is a one-way street. No, how do you feel? Where's Hawthorne at? Uh, look, I didn't feel as though at the start of the year we were going. I thought maybe if we were at the eight, that would be... Finished fourth last year. You didn't feel like there was a charge to a premiership? No, I didn't really. I just feel as though we don't quite have the list. that We don't have a premiership list on our hands at the moment, I don't think. Uh, and so I'm pretty philosophical about it. I feel as though we need young talent in our club. I mean, if you look at our list and players under 23, I think we've got... One who's ranked as elite, and maybe two who are average, and the rest are below average. Now that is not—you don't build a premiership around that lack of talent under twenty-three. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. There just always feels like with and Clarko, 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 Clarko has done his rebuild. Mm. He did it when he got to the club. Yeah, and Clarko's not here to go through another rebuild. He's a man who's hungry. He's had four flags. Yeah. He wants more flags. He isn't going to sit around. So Clarko doesn't want to go back to the bottom to get to the top. Yeah. He just wants to top up and do it that way. Yeah, we can fix this up. Yeah. Yeah, we can fix this up. So, and we'll move some stuff in. We'll, you know, move some stuff out. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep this, you know. And tanking is not in no. his DNA. 
you know, and it can you know, it can be done. Look, Geelong haven't really gone back to the bottom to go up again. No. And Sydney haven't, although they've had the advantages of their salary cap cheating, or they call it a cola. Um, Look, I don't, think the, I don't had, think the cola was cheating. I think that the way the cola was administrated was cheating. So, like, I, I think there's some value in cola. And I think that the abuses mm. of cola have meant that we can't have cola. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yes. cola is one of those things that yeah. in principle is a good idea. And yeah. It may be even a state-to-state thing where there's allowances for what it costs to live in different cities. You can have some sort of like CPI on that, some sort of – particularly for the players who are getting paid less that's, on the lower end of the list. But when you then take yes. all that money and you spend it to buy – Kurt Tippett. Yeah, then that – Then that's bullshit. Then you've <laughs> – that's not what cola was for. That's not what You've it's for. You've ruined cola for everybody. If you're on eight hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah. you don't need another eighty to yeah. live in Sydney. All right. I, like I mean, the technically, co- if they're going to bring in a Tassie team, they might need a cola. <laughs> Tassie. <laughs> yeah, that's not a so cost of living. Like, What's what it's would the that cost be? of living in Tasmania? <laughs> the enticement of living. Yeah, it's that's the, an eola. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's a, um, <laughs> Ramona. Rama, Ramona's it's hard, trying to pash me. It's up hard for it's hard for she really enjoyed that joke. <laughs> she's like, just, you know what? She's trying to drink the tea out of she, my mouth. She's like, <laughs> I can smell tea in you. <laughs> I'm coming to get it. Oh, it's a, that's that. a that is a Michael Waters a Michael Walters type, type headbutt that she's trying to put you on on you at the moment. He's a really. You can just grab her off and put her down. Don't. Oh God, uh, I, I feel like if uh, this is what it must be like to be in a meeting with Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Ramona, stay away from my pot plant I'm, in the corner. I'm, Ramona. I'm pinned to the couch. <laughs> you really are. She's oh, got you. Ramona. Monies. Monies, come here. Come on. Good, on good girl. A good girl. Oh. There you go. If you scratch her back, she'll uh, yeah, yeah. she'll stay yeah, down there. She loves it. Yeah. Um. So I agree with the cola. If for players, if you earn less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, then you can have a sliding scale of extra money yeah. if you live in Sydney. Yeah. But if you earn eight hundred, then just sorry, Crimey River. You're gonna have to learn to deal with living on eight hundred thousand. Yeah. A no, year. I agree with you. I, I I absolutely agree with you. It was raw, but it's like most things. It's like all the rules of the AFL. We, everyone's always like, oh, they're changing the rules too much. Yeah, because the coaches keep exploiting the rules. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like the coaches with the runners. They're like, you know, oh, yeah, but it's like fine. The game's fine if a runner only comes on three times, four times a quarter and goes straight on and off. And the AFL's like, yeah, the game would be fine. And if you fuckers had just done that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of had the runners running into fucking defensive fucking structures and shit like you did, we wouldn't have had to take away the runners. I mean, but we didn't trust you with the fucking runners. They were runners? You ruined this. <laughs> there were some runners that spent more time on the ground than on the yeah. bench. Right. It was, it was like they had a 19th man on the ground. It was a joke. It was a test of runners. We yeah. gave you runners. <laughs> and you, and you, you, mistreated, you mistreated your runners. You abused your so runners. we took your runners away. We took your privileges. I'm sorry. And they're gone. And now, coach, like the coaches are furious about no yeah. runners. It's like you have 100 interchange rotations right. per game. And you're sitting on the bench. Isn't that 100 chances for you 
to send a message back out onto the ground. Also, there was this argument about the Sydney game the other night because, you know, Buddy Franklin didn't get back on. Yeah. And like, well, there might be some... I, I'm not a doctor, so um, sorry to anyone who I've given <laughs> medicine <laughs> to over the years. But <laughs> it's hard to find out this way. Uh, I'm looking to buy an There's a guy doctor, right now. Not a doctor. <laughs> sniffing salt and rubbing watermelon into his balls going, oh, <laughs> sorry. is this going to cure my yeah. cough? Sorry. So something Stephen Dank should have told us. <laughs> I am not a doctor, so... <laughs> I um, I uh, like I don't know about the whole he was off for too long and that's maybe why he hurt his hamstring when he came back on or whatever. That was mm. there was some argument around that, right? But, yeah, that he got cold. But so or, then yeah. the coaches are all using it like, well, you know, like you, 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 you've got to give us our runners back. And I was like, how would the runners have changed that? And they said, well, the play was all over the other side of the ground, so no one came off. And you're just like, well. That the play still would have been over the other side of the ground. The runner would have had to run over. Like it wouldn't have changed anything. You still would have had to lose someone from your defensive structure to run across the yeah. ground, even if the runner told them. And they're like, yeah, yeah but you've got to get the message over there. And I'm like, here's perhaps what you tell your players at the start of the game. Daniel Menzel, you have two things to do today. Yeah. Occasionally, if Buddy drops it, try to kick a goal. Uh, look after your man. Oh, and just randomly at any time, check. And if Buddy's not on the field and you're on the field, run towards the bench. <laughs> Get off. That's if there's five minutes to go and you're on and Buddy's off, Get just I mean, get off. With all due respect. With all due respect, mate, the best <laughs> thing you can do for the team is sprint towards get the bench, right? Off the ground. Get off. You're Take it in your own hands. You're very talented. Look around. Where's Buddy? Not here? <laughs> Fuck off. If the game ends... And you're on the ground, and Buddy isn't. We're docking yeah, your match yeah, pay. We're exactly. docking ten yeah. percent gone. It's your fault. <laughs> That's who horse horse only takes one player into the player review. <laughs> like, Going to show you some tape, mate. Oh. This is you on the ground, and this is, this is Buddy on the Buddy bench. on the bench. So uh, I want you to finish the game next to the runner. Yeah. That's where I want you to be. Um, um, so uh, we, were talk- we were talking about. Um, in the interpretation of the game are our favorite moments about oh, getting it absolutely yeah. correct. And so I wanted to make this point. Yes. One of the things I love about AFL is that it is so imperfect. Yeah. There are so many rules already in the game that are about interpretation. Like yeah. what other game in the world does the umpire have to assess? Not only if the person has transgressed to this game that is 360 degrees, it's not run on lines, yeah. it's not eight simple rules like fucking soccer, it's like 500 different rules. Yeah. You've got to sprint around, do it all at high speed, running backwards, running forward, trying not to get crushed into all these things like 60,000 people screaming at you and yeah. every single mistake you possibly make in a game where no one ever plays a perfect game. If some like if some football is kicking at 85% you know, efficiency during a game, we're like, good game by that yeah, player. Yeah, but if an umpire umpires at 85% efficiency, <laughs> furious. he's a mug and he needs to be burnt at the stake and we yeah. should kidnap his children. Like, we should revel in the fact that it's an imperfect game, played yeah. in an imperfect way. The ball is oval and it bounces. It doesn't bounce in a consistent position. It's part of the joy and beauty of the game. Absolutely. And we should embrace that. And people are so obsessed with making it perfect. Mm. And the problem is the overanalysis of the game now highlights more of the mistakes. Yeah. So then people get fussier about, and people feel, you know, and we live in an angry, angsty world as well. And people love to get angry <sighs> about, you know. So mad that they didn't make a black and white decision about this thing that is entirely <laughs> open to interpretation. It's entirely, which is why yeah. I'm an advocate for umpire teams. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, so so then, these guys aren't by like this. At least you get consistency yeah. within games. Because I, I'm happy for umpires to have their own no. interpretations of rules. I'm even happy for umpires to think that 10 metres is 15 metres. Yeah. I actually don't care, as long as it's the same yeah. for the entire game. And same for both teams. And the same you for both teams. You want consistency across the, yes. the, the two teams. Yes. But it's, the, it's the, wild, the wildness of the game that, to me, makes it so Australian. As you say, the ball can bounce anyway. The rules can be interpreted anyway. The, rain, the ground can be soft or hard or have fucking holes in it. Uh, the, all the ovals are different sizes. A really big guy can line up on a really little guy. It's just like, the, remember earlier this year, Caleb Daniel yep. trying to spoil Jared Roughhead. And he looked like some kind of kid getting a piggyback yeah. at the local he, playground. I mean, seriously, Caleb Daniel is the only guy who plays five quarters every game because he plays in the Oz kick at halftime. He's actually in one of those nab ads, plays himself. That's, anyway, I've got a lot of Caleb Daniel is short material. I, uh, <laughs> I like it. Like He's very short. But And then, like, you know, there are some things, like I've, I've enjoyed some of the rule changes because oh, I – the thing that I always say is it, it, AFL has always been an evolving game. When people say, take it back to, don't change the rules. Yeah. Well, when do we go back to? Because we always change the rules. We update yeah. the rules because the coaches can't be trusted. The coaches yeah. make it defensive because <laughs> it's the best way to win. So yeah. the AFL have to change the rules to encourage the coaches to be more attacking. And then the coaches look at something. Like what we need, and that's why I always applaud if there's a top team that is, plays great football. I always am behind them. Like yeah. I like Geelong being top of the ladder at the moment because Geelong mm. are top of the ladder playing an exciting brand of football. Oh, I can't and agree you, with that. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, that's right. But <laughs> but I like the way they play football. Yeah. If there's a team on top who don't play football in an entertaining fashion, it's bad for the cop. If a team wins yeah. the premiership and they don't play entertaining football, good for the team that wins, bad for the cop. Yeah. Because then everybody's like, we have to play like that. Well, yeah, exactly. Which was when Sydney were playing like that. Yeah. Great that's, yeah, that's right. Everyone was like, oh, fuck, uh, this, is, this is the death this of football. This is what works. Which is what I and think so, Demetrius yeah. said at the time. Yes. This is death of football. And then they went and won the flag. Yeah. And then they said, well, fuck you. Because it won us a flag. Yeah. And we don't won care. won them a flag. But they don't care about anybody else. They don't care about anyone else. No. What I would say this, it's though. Because there's two competing yeah. jobs. The coach's job is for Sydney to win. Yeah. Whereas, like, the AFL's job is to present an entertaining competition. Correct. And they're not necessarily the same thing. No. Yes. And like if we really wanted an entertaining competition, there wouldn't be taggers and there wouldn't be, you know, these sort of things. You'd yeah. just let all the superstar players go head to head and just but that's not the game. Well you'd take all the defensive structures yeah. out of the game. Out of the game. Yeah. Or defensive tactics. Which I'll, is kind of what they've tried to do a little bit. In they have and which they've completely done in cricket. Yeah. You know, nothing's changed for the bowler, no. but everything's changed in favour of the batsman. Yeah. But anyway, let's not get Would you like back. a heavier bat? <laughs> you can have yeah. a heavier bat. Should we bring the boundaries in? Do you want the bring the boundaries yeah, in? Yeah, we'll bring we'll put it just put a rope around the fence. You want more padding to make it less dangerous for Mate, you? You can pad yourself wherever you want. <laughs> pad yourself wherever Don't worry about it. That's <laughs> no, fine. Uh, you want a drink? Yeah, drinks break, but you know what? We'll stop the game whenever you want, yeah. to be honest. Hey, if you're given out, do you want yeah. a system that makes you, let, allows you to appeal that so you can possibly stay in? I, <laughs> you know what would be good for you guys? Um, if at any stage when the bowler's running in, to be honest, wait as long as you want. As long as they haven't actually started bowling, you just pull away because like, there's a fly or something. Just You're cool, right? Yeah, yeah. You're that's, cool. That's Everyone's fine. fine yeah, right? yeah. 
<laughs> bowlers. <laughs> what are you bowl- up to? Bowl- oh, no, the exact same thing. <laughs> the exact same thing. Oh, no, actually, you know what we're going to do? Restrict the field. <laughs> we're going to bring the field in. Yeah. Your, your run-up can't be as yeah. long because we're bringing the fence yeah. right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know where to bowl there, you put those fields. As, oh, you can't do that. You're yeah. only allowed three out there because you're a bowler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we're going to make it harder for you to run off the ground and have rests as well. I mean, you've got I, to stay on the ground unless you're actually injured. I love that. Like the the fielding rule is so you, you get ten overs. We're we're going to make it easier in the field for you, but there's <laughs> yeah. not the equivalent for bowling at the end it'd actually be great if like for the last 10 overs they let the bowlers have another 30 centimeters like there was a second line they're like you can bowl from here the last 10 (laughs) overs you get an advantage (laughs) suddenly mitchell stark's bowling from like (laughs) this seems a bit quicker (laughs) (laughs) something's happened here Let's move the crease. I always thought I always thought it'd be nice to where they have instead of fielding restrictions, you just have two less fieldsmen at parts of the game, and you get two more. Oh, that's good too. Actually, at another couple of parts of the game. That feels big bash. That feels like a bring big that bash in for, for big right. bash. Yeah. Or for AFL, this is an idea. Dave Lawson, a very funny man, yep. shared with me. He would love AFL to bring in multi ball. Yeah, multi ball. I think is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I think well, and they just get. And they kind of get by big, uh, uh, what do you call the like the medieval slingshot type things? They get slung onto the ground from different parts of the stands. Oh, could they? You know that eagle who flies out at the start oh, of West Coast Eagle. The games? eagle drops it. Is there? Yeah. Could, is there some way that you could attach like a Sharon to that eagle, and the eagle could oh. like drop it? So it could happen at any time. At any time. So it's, a, so yeah, it's, it's another unknown. It's literally all we do. Oh, by the way, <laughs> we've added a new rule. Can you imagine? Like, it'd be great if you're on that rules committee, you know, the rules advisory committee, and everybody's like, um, do you think, uh, how long should we have for the goal review? Should we get a bunker? You know, there's problems with this. And you're like, okay, is it time for my idea? We attach a Sharon to an eagle. And the eagle flies over the game. May never drop it. It may never. Whole game it might go. Some days, ball just drops in. Ball just drops in. Suddenly it's multiple. It's, it's multiple. Okay, what about this? Eagle drops the ball in the car park. Kid picks it up. Oh, it's the eagle match ball runs into the ground. Can the kid throw it onto the ground? Not throw it. That's the, I go kick it onto the kick ground. Kick it or handball it. Kick it because it's the eagle ball. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a camera. On the, on, a cam- on, we put a camera on an eagle <laughs> and then attach a Sharon to the eagle. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Guys, that's how I Wait. want your sentence to start for the rules committee. Okay, guys, Wait. we've got a camera on an eagle. So, we put a camera on an eagle. This has got legs. If I'd love to, like, if I ever got appointed to one of those committees, I'd always, like, it'd be like Columbo. I, I, the meeting would go on and everyone would think the meeting would ended. And then I'd be like, oh, hang on, one more thing. And then pitch my outrageous idea of the week. Whatever it Come was. on, guys. <laughs> be like, but that's kind Come of... Guys, you can literally move yeah. the goalposts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a five-minute period where we widen out the goals, mm. make the points smaller. Well, I mean, the truth is the, the posts are removable. There's other posts yeah. around the yes. ground. But the posts are heavy. So we've brought in the element of are you willing to waste the time moving the goalposts? But you can literally move the goalposts. <laughs> like, well, okay. All right. What about 
if the goalposts, you just have another mm. four sets of goalposts. So say on the flanks, mm. each of the flanks, right? So there's four extra sets of goalposts. So once per quarter, you're allowed to retract your goalposts at the end and pop up a fresh set of goalposts <laughs> at any other spot around the ground. But yeah, I can only do it once per quarter. <laughs> but they've got to stay there for the rest of the quarter. <laughs> so you could have a situation where you've got goalposts at the right at the end of the ground and then another set of goalposts just on the half on the 50 metre line. So they're just both in that corner of the ground. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Now, you'll love this one, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. All right. So, it's halfway through the season. Uh, umpiring yeah. has been a bit of a, a topic of the season. Um, Hawthorne. Yeah, okay. So, Hawthorne, what, what have you thought of the roughhead situation? Uh, How do you feel uh, about, should Ruffy be playing? Look, should he not be playing? What's going on? Ru- I think... I'm going to get up and get a drink, by the way. When they... Because my dog ate my... Drank my... Uh, yeah, out. yeah, sure. I, look, it's a complicated situation because I feel that by giving Ruffy another year at the club, that was the club saying to Ruffy, you're uh, a valued player and you're a wanted player at this football club and it's not unreasonable for Ruffy to hear that from the club and think to himself... Right, well, I'm in the best 22 and I'm in their plans for next year. Because if I wasn't in their best 22, then why would have they yes. given me another year? Yes. Because they've proven with Lewis, Mitchell, Hodge, that if you're not in the plans for the club moving forward, that they will move you on. All right? So, Ruffy went into the year with a completely reasonable expectation that he was in the best 22. And then his footy was, he wasn't playing the best footy of his career, but his footy was fine. It was fine. Certainly in the con- I, I watched a few games. Certainly it in the context fine. of our season and how we've yeah. been playing. So I felt as though I really felt for him when he got dropped. Cause, you know, he's two hundred and seventy odd games, four flags, former club captain. And, you know, look, he took it on the chin because he's a legend and he went down to Box Hill. It was superb. There was a great moment against Footscray yep. where he was coaching the young Footscray player out on the ground. Um, but I'm glad he's back because what Ruffy, and I haven't spoken to Ruffy about this, but he what he would not want is to play for Box Hill all year and then the club say, hey, come back for round 23, we'll give you a farewell game. Because that sort of tokenism he would not be into. So he would say no to that. He would want to be selected on his merits. So I would want him to be in the team from now until the end of the year. So when his farewell happens, it's a genuine, yeah. here he is going out in the best 22 of the football club as he should. Yeah, if they're not going to make the finals... Then you do think. I mean, I know the yeah. idea of with some people you go, well, you've got to give that slot to a younger player or whatever. Yeah. Someone who's going to be there. Yeah. But I just kind of feel like with the way Roughhead is, what he means to the soul of that club, but also what he'd be like teaching younger players. I yeah. think often this is the yeah, that you move the older players out, like and sort of Hodge Hodge in particular. But yeah. you know, Mitchell and probably Lewis to some degree, you know, their roles are much more than their on-field role. Absolutely. Their roles are yeah. teaching, you know, some young player from Brisbane to be the next Luke Hodge. Yeah. And, you know, giving them guidance in an area that they didn't have that sort of guidance. And I, you know, there was a part of me that was like, hopefully at the end of last year, that Roughhead might have gone to the Bulldogs. Yeah. And I thought if we got a year out of Roughhead, and at that time I was thinking Tom Boyd and Josh Shackey, you know, you were like, 
who better for those guys to be learn good. how to play football from It'd be than, great. than Ruffy, right? I mean, probably too late now, but if he'd had this sort of year at the Bulldogs, but pass on that knowledge to that next generation and now Norton, who you like, you can just see a lot of actually the way they move is you yeah. know, a bit similar between those boys. You just would have been like, that would have been great for the club. Now, maybe you'll go somewhere like that as a, a, he, a coach anyway, but... He could possibly as a coach. He won't play no. next year. No. But he could could possibly coach somewhere. But you look at lack of runners on the ground. Hodgie, hard to quantify, but there's no, no doubt that Brisbane... benefits from it. ...have an advantage. Cause Keeps he older acts, players in the game. Well, he coaches the back six. Yeah. But would you do that game. thing like at other clubs now where you go, yeah, that player's only got a year left in them, but... We've got a young team. We've got a young list. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, Heath Shaw's probably been pretty good at that at GWS, yeah. I think. Yeah. And there's been a few of those guys who you need an older head to teach the yeah. younger kids what to do. All right. So let's have a look at the ladder um, and right. you can give me your thoughts on okay. uh, what's going on and what the rest of the season might. Um, so 18th place at the moment, uh, 13 games. Everyone's played 13 games now at yeah. this stage. Uh, so we are, yes, over halfway through the season. Um so, uh, Carlton in 18th. How do you assess Carlton's season? Uh, well, they had a tough weekend. They were beaten on the weekend by the bye, mm. um, <laughs> which sort of t- tells you a bit about where their season's at. I, I'm the sort of person who's like, obviously, because the Bulldog- they, they beat the Bulldogs under the Bolton rain. But uh, <laughs> yeah. we got them post-Bolton. So, <laughs> yeah. as far as I can tell, it's been a bad move for Carlton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, David Teague. In charge now. Look, they Carlton have got a great list. Yeah. But my issue with Carlton isn't that list is great. Yeah. And they're going to Patrick Cripps is the Patrick probably the best player in the game at the moment. He's, or, a, he's a superstar. Yeah. He could well win the Brownlow. Yeah. With Carlton winning three games. He's polled very well the last two years. The current record for it's in the AFL era of least games one to win the Brownlow is Gary Ablett eight and Paul when Kelly is it Gold, Gold and Coast. Paul Kelly eight at Sydney, right. but Cripps could win it. Having won three or maybe four games. Yeah. He's, amazing. A, he's an amazing footballer. He's a freak. So, Carlton, look, I've got a lot of Carlton friends and I just, I'm almost over their misery. So, a part of me wants Carlton to start winning again. Like, I've enjoyed their misery for a yeah. long time. Like, well, I've really reveled it. in it. They've deserved it too. <laughs> yeah, they really have. I mean, they haven't been good since you were <laughs> able to cheat. And I know a lot of teams <laughs> cheat, but Carlton cheated. More frequently and more blatantly than anywhere else, and they. I can I t- can I tell you a story that I this I won't say any names. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I won't give. A, uh, actually, I'll vaguely give away an error. But, okay. Right. Yeah. But it was a bloke who had a friend who worked, and, and look, maybe this is common practice. Yeah. He had a bloke who had a friend who worked at Carlton, and he went in to see him, mm. and he had a whole bunch of jumpers laid out. Mm. And he goes, oh, great, you're here. Um, can you be um, can you be Stephen Silvani? He goes, what do you mean? And hands him a magic marker and gets him to sign Guernsey's while the other bloke was signing yeah. someone else. Now, uh, who knows? Maybe that goes on a lot. It does go on a lot. <laughs> Jonathan Brown was telling a story the other day that I saw. I can't remember if it was on Fox Footy or on his radio show. Yeah. But about like, you know, when someone would ask for a signed jumper at the Brisbane Lions, Yeah. quite often it wouldn't get to everyone. Like, so it's going to be a signed team. <laughs> and it was quite common practice to just fill in the, oh, fill in the gaps. Because right. <laughs> okay. basically all anyone ever knows is as long as you put their number underneath. <laughs> That's it. I mean. A squiggle with a yeah. number underneath. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, squiggle yeah, right. and put their number. 
I'm running an ace and it's like, oh, that's Vossi, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like Simon Black signed this twice. Uh, so, but no one is barracking harder for Carlton to finish bottom than the Adelaide Crows. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because they are going to pick up number one draft pick at the end of this year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, okay. So Carlton, underwhelming so far. but, Carlton, but and, still... da- and underwhelming, David Teague won't coach them next year. No. Who will? Uh, look, Make a call right now. They Apparently, they're having a proper crack at Clarko. Yeah, but, but he Cl- said he's not going to do it. Clarko will have to get fired by Hawthorne to leave. Yeah. Or there have to be some mutual agreement. Yeah. But I mean, I, it could happen. Jeff Kennett. It could happen. Jeff Kennett nearly fired him one day, remember. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, Kennett. Pre a couple of premierships. He did. And Kennett takes credit. That yeah. was at 2013. Yeah. The start of 2013. And Kennett takes credit for the three-peat. Yeah. Off the back of those comments about sacking Clarko. Yeah. It's brave, isn't it? <laughs> but, you know, Kennett could find out that, you know, Clarko wasn't born in Australia or something. And. <laughs> Get some sort of get a new arrival, as he would say, and coach the Hawks. Uh, All right, uh, let's move on from uh, Carlton. Then, who do you think will coach them? If you had to, Uh, I'm going to say I think Brad Scott will coach St Kilda next year. Yep. So he's out. I'm going to go a wild card and say Brett Ratton comes back to Carlton. That'd be an interesting call. He, he had a pretty good record there and returning champion. He had a good record. He's they had, loved he's him. He's done a lot of great coaching since. He's had yes. some very tragic life experience, but he, you know, I think it'd be a great story for football and it'd be a, a great story for Carlton and I think he would do a pretty good job. Brett, right? And I reckon he would do a good job and Carlton fans everywhere would just all be going, why did we fire this guy yeah. again? Well, they've been saying that anyway. Well, they, they have. You know, he'd be, a fair, it'd almost be what he deserves is for him to get a crack at a really good list and an yeah. era to actually build something at Carlton. Because in retrospect, he clearly was... Everyone feels like he was the victim of their, their, their eyes getting too big for their stomach. Yeah. Yeah, they thought they were better than they were. And they thought if they just had a better... Co- like, they had a really good coach and they we'll thought if they had a better coach, that would make the difference. And bring Mouldhouse in. not what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, Gold Coast Suns. How have you assessed the Gold Coast Suns season? They are a win ahead of Carlton, so... Yeah, you know what? They've lost a lot of close games, and yeah. their year is a lot like Brisbane's year last year. Brisbane lost a lot of close games last year. So I reckon Gold Coast are actually okay, and they've got a lot of young talent, and I think Stewie Jew's a good coach. So if they could turn around even half those close games, they're close to the eight. And considering that they lost their two captains and essentially yeah. two of their best players... Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think there's been some promising signs for the Gold Coast. I mean, the Gold Coast itself, I should say, as I always say on this podcast, should be bulldozed <laughs> into the ocean. But I am. <laughs> You're a massive fan. Hey, shall we run through a list of the sporting teams that have been really successful on the Gold Coast? Uh, yep. Okay, well, that's done. And uh, <laughs> are the Titans still in it this year for the NRL? Hey, but the Commonwealth Games were great, weren't they? Oh, the, weren't they? Weren't yeah. they? What was your favourite moment from the Commonwealth Games? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's real good. It's good. Uh, all right, Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne, how do you assess uh, the Melbourne Demons? Are they, are they the most disappointing story of... Not point? for me, because I have Melbourne, Schadenfreude. I, pre- oh, right. I made two predictions at the start of the season, because yeah. I, 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 in my life, need a Richmond. Now, he's, he, since Richmond are no longer Richmond, 
I'm happy to replace my Richmond, to trade in my Richmond for a new Mitch. Yeah, right. and, and the most likely Richmond in my mind has been <laughs> Melbourne. And there is nothing about the performance of Melbourne that has any way disappointed me because I feel like every competition needs that team that gets a little bit too ahead of itself yes. and then just keeps stumbling back and... And, you know, like when they went over to Perth last year and like just oh. got smashed with all that confidence oh. and they got smashed in that final, I was like, oh, this feels Richmondy. And, <laughs> and then when they went in like they were going to waltz into the grand final this year, I was like, oh, this feels this. And some, someone said to me on the weekend, they were like, oh, were you mad that they won? And I said, oh, no, no, no. The fact that they're playing well now when it doesn't mean anything anymore. Oh, no, that's <laughs> so Richmond. That's even better. <laughs> and I'll give you two more Richmondy bits. Going back to season 2017, remember when they sent an email out to members mm, mm, telling them to get ready for finals? Get ready. And to tell them how to, they're going to buy tickets yeah. for finals. And then they missed out on the final. And then they finished ninth. Yeah, Richmondy. <laughs> Richmondy. Then at the start of this year, because they show so, so were showing so much promise, yeah. They signed the coach. They didn't have to. He was still in contract. Yeah. But they signed the coach for four years at the start of the year. Yeah. They, probably gonna how many the games have they won since they signed the coach? Uh, they have won a grand total of four games, four since, then, games so. since they signed the coach. You know that is? Richmond, Richmond D. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good times. Got rid of their key forward because they had this new guy who was going to kick all these goals for them who oh, played well in the finals oh, last year. Probably don't need Jesse Hogan, do we? <laughs> One thing they've really missed this year is a key <laughs> Jesse, forward. Yeah, yeah. Didn't need him. He was definitely oh. excess. Richmond D. All right. Uh, speaking of Richmond D, but we're the Richmond D that nobody cares about because the Bulldogs... Uh, who have had a pretty terrible season. We've only won five games. Uh, although yeah. I will say we, we've got a bit of that. Uh, you know, if we kick, if we ever learn how to kick straight, oh. like, I mean, we we get enough of the ball. We clearly have enough sort of. And I didn't expect us to do that well this season. We're we're missing our key forwards weren't developed enough. Tim English is going to be a gun, but he's still a season or yeah. two away from it. And um, and then we we lost any height in our back line you know we're playing fucking Caleb Daniel and Mason Cox we don't have any height in our back in our back line so I knew that this had to be about are we seeing good some good signs and there has been enough of those I think as a Bulldogs fan and I don't even mind games where if we've got 15 more inside 50s and we've got 10 more scoring shots than our opposition and we lose it's almost the best possible scenario because you know we'll get a better draw we'll get a better draft pick But it's a problem that you could fix. And if you could just fix the problem. But I will say it's been a two and a half year problem for us. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, it's, I, it just it makes me so angry when people, when teams can't kick straight. And I, week after week, just look at the Bulldogs going, Jesus, you should just, yeah, why, if I was the coach, it makes me, like, I don't even bear it for the Bulldogs, but it makes me angry. I think if I was Luke Beveridge, I would get all the players out at training and all I would do week for a week is just make them kick goals. And I would say you can't go you can't walk off the track until you've kicked 100 goals from these four spots on the inside inside 50. You've have to kick 100 goals before you go in and just make every player stay there until it's happened. I mean it does seem like one of those things where you're like, should we should we practice kicking goals? 
Like, I mean, you can't. It's not going to make you worse at kicking goals if you practice kicking goals heaps. I don't reckon it will make us worse. We're pretty bad at kicking goals. And you've got coach. Again, I don't want to be this guy. Congratulations on the premiership. (laughs) Thought you did a brilliant job, but. Do you think we should be practicing kicking goals? Because <laughs> we are getting the ball a lot, but we are terrible at kicking goals. And it's just, Chris, and, and by the way, ironically, you've got the best shot for goal in the AFL historically yeah. since like 1965. Tory yeah, Dixon. Dixon is statistically the best yeah. shot at goal in 50 years. Yeah. But everyone else. Terrible. Is shithouse. Marcus Montempelli, if you put him in, like in the back 50 of our back end and you know, he needs to put it onto someone put it in a space yes. that someone can run it onto the chest like 70 metres down the ground he'll wheel around and do it but you put him like 40 out straight in front of goal and who fucking knows what's about <laughs> <Yeah>. to happen <laughs> you need someone in a Bulldogs Guernsey in your cheer in squad pretending to lead, to lead for lead, the ball <laughs> yes <laughs> clear out the aisles and it. fucking lead clear mate. out the aisles not hard at a Bulldogs game oh, <laughs> oh. boo boo <laughs> oh, blow boo yeah <laughs> let's see how Hawthorne fans stick through this rebuild period <laughs> Hawthorne fans are notorious for, oh, yeah. for not turning it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um, but Chris Fagan used to he was big on looking at scoring shots so he would say, if you've had more scoring shots, then you're absolutely fine. There's just yeah, there's only one thing you need to fix. Yeah, and that's you're kicking it. And I kind of feel like that with the Bulldogs. I don't, I, yeah. feel, I don't feel dispirited. I feel like we've got some obvious holes that we need to fill, yeah. but that we have. I mean, we've discovered another one in Dunkley. He's turned into an A grade yeah. midfielder. Like Liberatore will be better next year after this season. Like, yeah, you know, Norton's gonna like Norton he's didn't good, even know that he played Norton. in the. He didn't even know he played in the forward line until like round <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Like, so he'll be better for having a season of it. English is going to be a really good he'll player. Good, you can yeah. see he just needs to get bigger and he needs to get. But he's you can see him like he could be a Brody Grundy type yeah. English. Not not yeah. you know like he could be that sort of Max Gorn Brody Grundy. Proper A grade midfielder slash ruckman. There's there's a, there's a lot of positives. We are equal with the Sydney Swans. How do you feel uh, about the Sydney Swans? Swans, I the Swans and Geelong. They're the two teams I have kind of a visceral response to because of the Hawthorne rivalry. Uh, the Swans, I think they've got some similarities to Hawthorne in that they need to. Gets bring in. They've got some good young talent, mind you, in that team. Um, but I think they need to, you know, still bring in a sprinkling of young talent uh, into that team. So it'll probably be good for them to finish down the ladder a bit. Blakey, much like is, um, Blakey's a jet. He looks, like, he looks like a Pez dispenser that's come to life. <laughs> Which is why they call him the Lizard. Do they? That's his nickname. Yeah, he is. Um, but he is a super, super footballer. He is. Uh, he is very good. And you know they've still got a lot of good footballers. And they've. I mean, the buddy's best is behind him, but he's still buddy. Well, well, he was lighting it up the other night before he did his hammy. Okay, what about this? So, buddy, the other night, sixty percent game time. Mm-hmm. Five possessions, four goals. The Herald Sun named him as the second best player. Now, I mean that. <laughs> according to Supercoach, he was about their seventeenth best player. But in the paper, they said uh, second best. How many goals did Sydney kick? 
Look, I'll have a look. Um, I'll have a look. They kicked, uh, so they were 82, so they were 12 goals, 10. So he's kicked a third of their score. Kicked a third of their score, yeah. So, Um, you know, if we're talking about the difference between winning and losing, I'm not saying that makes him second best player, but at least gets you into the conversation. It depends what you value. But it's not bad, five possessions. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> in the best. Well, he's made the most I mean, of it. That's it's a good return. Five exactly. kicks, four goals. You've got to admire that. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's Sydney. Um, okay. See, will John Longmire be there next year? Well, okay. You tell me what you think about this because the big rumour is North Melbourne are going to make John Longmire a... Well, I think it's even been confirmed. I don't think it's even a rumour anymore. I think it's... Yeah. There's, at least there's confirmation that contact has been made between... Um, North Melbourne and Longmire. Yeah, there was a reunion the other well, day. Well, Liam, but... L- Liam Pickering yeah. confirmed it on SEN. Who is John Longmire's manager? Yeah, said yes. North rang me. Liam P- Pickering doing his job as a manager. Because what does that do? It makes Sydney go, "Oh shit, we better lock him in, right?" And offer him heaps more money. So here's what I will say about whatever's happening with John Longmire. John Longmire is the big winner out of what's happening. Oh. Like, <laughs> is he ever? Regardless of whether John Longmire has any intention at all to leave Sydney to go yes. to North Melbourne, why wouldn't he publicly ent- let other people entertain <laughs> yes, the idea that totally. he is going there? It is <clears throat> only good for him. Yeah. Um, but would I leave the Sydney Swans, one of the best sporting organisations, like, you know, in Australia, mm. like in a beautiful city, you have the premier team like still like i mean still the prestige brand you know yeah. it, you know i mean gws might change that if they win a couple of premierships but you've got history they've made it such a trustworthy brand in that city like you play at the sdg which is a beautiful place to play football yeah. you have a really good team with a great culture sydney is a fucking amazing city to live in you're away from the you know the the heat and the pressure of the day-to-day football media in a way that yeah like as a coach Surely you've got to love coaching Sydney and realise that coming back to North Melbourne, who don't have the budget, like they might pay you more, because but it's easy for them to pay you more because they're not spending their money. Yeah, they're spending their AFL's money. <laughs> he played there, so he's right across. The, yeah, the, the, well, that's like, it, right? Like a budget. Like he knows how hard it is at North Melbourne. Players not getting paid, you know, and yeah. even in their glory years, it's always been a struggle, you know. Oh, no, great. I'll have to go down to Tasmania five times a year rather than going to Bronte on Saturday morning before I fucking have a coffee and yeah, I stroll yeah. down to the SCG. Yeah. And is, and no, also. You're right. I'd rather get on the Spirit of Tasmania and ride my bike down to Bondi. Yeah. Sideways rain yeah. at Blundstone Arena. Unless he's a big Mona fan. You know what I mean? Like, he's, less, he's a big, like. Yeah, what made just, you know what? I just like Dark Mofo. Oh. And I thought I could combine some Tasmanian games with a week at Dark Mofo. So that's what got real, me across the line. really worked for me in the yeah, world. Just, just, yeah, we're both, both big Dark Mofo fans. Big David Walsh fan. Yeah, just. I, uh, he's, he's, you know what? He's, he's, got, he's got teenage kids at high school. And I don't reckon yeah. you can underestimate that. I mean, moving your kids. So you're not going to move teenagers out of high school. Why would you? For your own, you know, when you've got a really good situation. Well, so how do you pitch that to your teenage kids? Well, you can the, stop living in Sydney. The only way you can, yeah, yeah stop, stop, stop living, living in, in Sydney as teenagers to move to North Melbourne. I mean, North Melbourne's a good part of the world. 
I mean, close, close to the comics lounge. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Get down there. <laughs> guys, I was there last night. There again yeah. tonight. You guys like to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> We've got your 400 discount passes to the comics lounge. Get your, uh, you can get your gold pass for the year. <laughs> All the North Melbourne players. So <laughs> get a gold bar. Get a gold actually, pass. Oh, I might it's not bad, actually. Boys, it's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> Since Rob Gold passes off to the to the playing group. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to follow that up tonight. It'd be great, actually, though. Like, I mean, I assume there is some version of these things that happens anyway, but... Um, like if all the things were specifically contracted, if that's the way they recruited coaches, they're just like, you know, um, the thing is that, you know, uh, <laughs> reminder is literally just, she's all over her like sweet of it. Yeah. You know, I just, I just um, heard Leon Cameron likes kebabs and yeah. there's no better place to get a kebab than Western Sydney. <laughs> uh, um, well, I'm trying to think of what would uh, what would lure Clarko away from uh, away. Well, Look, it. Clarko's taken up the guitar in recent times. Oh, okay. So could there be some sort of who does well, Paul who does Paul Kelly barrack for? Well, is he an Adelaide Crows man because of? Oh, Paul uh, Kelly might be Adelaide Crows. He's from Adelaide. Okay, Tim Rogers, St Kilda. Yeah. So they go. You come. Well, to some, isn't Tim? Oh, I thought Tim Rogers was North. Oh, Melbourne. Tim Rogers North Melbourne. Yeah. So they say to Clarko. Yeah. Tim Rogers is willing to... Tim, how would you like to be in UMI? How did North Melbourne recruit recruit He's fucking touring with UMI. It's like Tim Rogers was willing... Tim Rogers loves the club. Clarkos, now coach of North Melbourne and, <laughs> and the guitarist in UMI. Oh, Clarko would go for that. He would. There you go. North Melbourne, that's how you get Clarko. Oh. Oh. Oh, this is, I reckon we might have opened up oh. a new world of be, be, recruiting for that coaches. That is the, I mean, can you imagine? Like, is that that the rarefied air that Clarko's at now as well, where he's achieved yeah. everything he can in football? Yeah. In some ways, offering him football opportunities means nothing. He needs money, can't buy experience. He needs and money, can't buy experience. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you get for the guy who's, you know, got everything? You know, he's got yeah. all these premierships. He needs something that no other club can offer him. And the idea, because this could work, because A, Tim Rogers is like, died in the wool. He's open to a bit of a weird idea. Yes. Timmy Rogers. Like yes. you can imagine him going, oh, well, if it's for the club, Clarko yeah. loves the guitar. It'd be great if it turned out he was also a massive UMI fan and it's just could not stand that they've had to sing fucking horses at Hawthorne over and over because he's actually much more indie. He's like, and he's, he goes, I'm happy to come to North Melbourne if you can make me the fourth member of UMI. <laughs> And he just harasses them. He becomes like the, uh, yeah. he's the Ringo star. They give him one song yeah. on, a, on their new album. Oh yeah, no, that's it. The original yeah. agreement is that he just comes and plays guitar with you and my life, yeah. but suddenly he's bringing songs to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, he's spending more time <laughs> writing songs for UMI than he is. Uh, what if we change Kathy's Clown to Ruffy's Clown? Yeah. What? He's doing parody songs now. What are you talking about, Clarko? 
Oh, man. Um, so, well, let's see if uh, North right. Melbourne pitch that to Clarker. Um, so my, my, I reckon that Vossi's a chance. Vossi's, at one of the jobs, I reckon. Uh, yeah, Vossi's definitely uh, in the mix. Uh, Vossi, Rats, Brad Scott, obviously. Mm. I think Brad Scott will go to St Kilda. Is there any chance that at the end of the season, North Melbourne looks around at all the best available coaches and the best available coach is Brad Scott and they... <laughs> Just go, you know what? They re, re- hire We just needed a break. Yeah. We were on a break. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we looked around, there was we're no gonna, one better. You know, like that person is like, ah, oh, it'll be fine when I'm single. Yeah. It'll be fine. There'll, be, like, there'll be people everywhere and they're like, oh, hang on. I had it pretty there's, good, actually. There's no one anywhere. Yeah. This is, <clears throat> really thought we were going to be more in demand. I've got to be honest with you. I suspect Brad Scott might be getting a bit of love. From around the place, he's got the old coach somewhere. You would, yeah. think, right? If you, so yeah, Bossy could to. end up at uh, North Melbourne, definitely, but, but could also be Reece Shaw too. Okay. Did you see Reece Shaw said, "Happy for North Melbourne to speak to John Longmire," because you know Reece Shaw played in a premiership with Sydney, so he'd be going great. Yeah, Longmire here, and then I'll yeah, wouldn't hurt. Go to Sydney. But also, even if if he has a good relationship with him, if he's going to stay on as an assistant, it might as well be with someone you can learn more from if you want to coach yeah. you know, later on somewhere else. Like even if Shaw's not ready, but he goes, well, I've taken this bit and now I'll coach under a guy that you know, is a legend of the club and whatever. Anyway, there's plenty of upside. Reece Shaw's playing it very well, regardless. I yeah, yeah, totally. As long as he keeps doing it like this, yeah. he'll either get a job somewhere or he'll be the, kind of regarded as one of the... Yeah. Next ones to get one when his time comes. Um, all right. So, Hawthorne we've spoken about. Uh, St Kilda, uh, 24. Uh, so, they've won six games, St Kilda. How's, so Char- only, how's Charlie feeling about St Kilda? Uh, up and down. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, Wayne Carey put it well, where he, where he said, like, you know, if St Kilda had basically won, St Kilda have had a terrible run with injuries and yeah. all this sort of stuff this year. Terrible. And, you know, they had to play that overseas game and everyone got sick. Like, they've had... Some bad luck. They had to go to t- and they had to go to bloody Townsville. They're only a game out of the eight. Like they're a game out of the eight. Like yeah. it's not. And that yeah, they've had a lot of challenges. It's not a disaster, like you wouldn't think. But gee, the blowtorches on Richardson. If you read yeah. the paper, everyone wants him sacked. It's funny. Wayne Carey wrote a story that one you referred to, saying he's possibly coach of the year. Yeah, if, well, if they'd won last weekend, two he days could have been coach of the year. Two days later, there's a story saying he's gone. Yeah. It's a fickle game. It's a fickle game. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, you do realize we're playing without our best player and like our gun recruit, like as concussion yeah. is out forever. And like, we've got like five guys called Jack, but we're meant to have nine. <laughs> like, we're like, five, we're four Jacks down. Like. <laughs> they do have a lot of Jacks. Uh, only left with, I mean, Jaron Geary, our, our captain's leg exploded. Oh, his leg exploded. Like, How's the weird injuries, though? You've got heart problems. Yeah. You've got oh, yeah. concussion. You've got a gun out with a heart problem, gun out with a concussion, and got our men- captain's leg exploded. And your mental health, you've got... Yeah. There's injuries you don't see on any other injury list, but there's about five different uh, unique injuries on there. Yeah, on three, three guys out with Legionnaires disease. <laughs> typhoid, with, I think I read typhoid. Yeah, typhoid on definitely. There there's a guy Mal- with scurvy. Malaria. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely one guy with scurvy down at the club. <laughs> Uh, one of them's got rickets. Rickets. <laughs> rickets. Expected, expected yeah. to play on the weekend, though. So just that's... can't be too careful. And yet they're only one game out of the eight. Sack the coach. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I'm hearing. Get rid of the coach. <laughs> Get rid of the coach. 
It's a terrible coach. They're one game out of the eight. Not, one guy's got rickets. But they played with 17 men last yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have enough players. Ricketts just stood in the goal square. Sack the coach. One game out of the eight. Um, Essendon, uh, speaking of one game out of the eight, how do you feel about the Bombers? Uh, and again, Woosha, sack the coach. Everyone, everyone sack the, the coach, coach sacked. Sack the coach. One game out of the eight. Sack the coach. I mean, I know there were high hopes for Essendon this no. year, but uh, the people seem desperate to get rid of Woosher as well. Again, I, Tim Watson and Matthew Lloyd seem desperate to get rid of Woosher. That's what des- it feels yeah, like. Yeah, right, okay. Essendon feels like one of those clubs where... Behind the scenes, there's always like some shit going on. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I feel like Carlton's a bit like that as well. There's always something going on. Yeah, always something going on behind the uh, behind the scenes. Like, you know, and Melbourne as well, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. You're never like they're always a bit too like. There's a lot of you know. You're, what are plotting? When I hear, what are you spending so much time plotting? <laughs> when, when I hear Gary Lyons speak about Melbourne, I always th- imagine that he's had five meetings that day. With yeah. different board members and the CEO and the coach. Yeah, exactly. You, you always he's saying, this, I don't know what's going on down at the club, but... You're like you do, but I've talked to nine guys today have all leaked me information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I told them they were the only person I was yeah. catching up with. Um, um, so, Essendon... Uh, oh, look, I don't think they're going to play finals. I like a lot of Essendon players, but I don't like Essendon. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I like of- it. I, see, I love Zaharakis. I think he's a... Yep. He's I a, like Anthony McDonald, Tippin Woody. Again, ripping individuals. Um, I like their uh, their Irish, the Irish biter. Oh, Connor. Is that Connor? No, uh, he's, Connor. Uh, is it? Is it Connor? Oh God, no. I've just had a bloody blank on his name. They're all Connor. Yeah, uh, they're the all gr- Connor. Yeah, Connor gonna, and Connor. Connor. Connor McConnor. Con- Connor McKenna. Connor McKenna. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> I love how you got there. <laughs> Connor. It's like you're learning the, learning the language. Connor McConnor. Connor McConnor. Connor It's a vocal warm up I do. Connor McKenna. Connor McGregor. Connor McKenna. Connor McConnor. Connor McGregor. Connor McConnor. Connor McKenna. Connor McGregor. Connor McKenna. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Connor McKenna. Connor McGregor. Connor McKenna. Connor McGregor. It's an impersonation of John Worsfold before he goes in for the cream. David Zaharakis. McDonald. Tippin Woody. Woody. Fantasia. 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 Bell Chambers. Bell Chambers. Hipple. Sard. Sard. <laughs> okay, I've run out of Essendon players. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I like a lot of their players as well, but just Essendon generally. Zach Merritt, I like. Anyway, uh, Dyson Heppel's a good player. They do actually. And Joe, Joe Danaher, I like when he's playing. Uh, all right, Tigers. Tigers uh, are. Where, where are they on the ladder? Ninth. <laughs> so, however, Tigers are could be seventh, like equal points with seventh. For a team yeah. that. Has like so. Here's the difference. Yeah, you talk about St Kilda being without a whole bunch of their gun players. Yeah, you talk about these other teams, and yeah, there's excuses, right? Yeah, you can't Richmond. Like, have been without their very best players for most of the season. Yeah, and are still could be could be in the eight. They're, like, with, they're within yeah. reach. Well, Rance won't be back. Well, he keeps saying he will be back. Yeah. Uh, I reckon, reckon Rance will try to be back. 
Rewalt will be back. I think Rance thinks he's a chance. I wonder if Martin's got carrying some sort of injury. Carrying the fucking rest of Richmond. Or Come on, boy! <laughs> anyway, so... Or yeah. if he's got... A, or if teams have worked out how to tag him. Bit of both, I reckon. But uh, also, I think that he's it's done- a classic example of, like, when you've got all the attention and all the heat. Like, you know, there's a few of their players at Richmond where who, when they were up and flying... You know, because it's that trickle-down effect, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, the best player yeah. goes to the best player, second best, and it's very easy to be, like, seem like you're an absolute jet on the forward line when you're playing on the 16th best player of the opposition. Yeah, but when yeah, you're suddenly yeah. playing on the 8th best player of the opposition, it turns out that not everyone you're in not, their team's an absolute superstar yeah. that they appear to be when it's all going. Yeah. And the not, more that you share the load, the more, you know, chances are that Dusty can be. But he's still at a... Again, like, we had just judging by such high standards. There. Yeah. That he's had a decent enough season. He has like considering that he's, yeah. I think he he's, does have an injury or whatever. He's yeah. still actually not. He's had a, some, some very good games. Well, his game against Hawthorne was yeah. superb. Yeah. Um, and they've got a Cochin problem though. Mm. What do you Cochin think it is? plays and they lose? Yeah. Cochin doesn't play and they win. Um. <sighs> so. Oh, look, I don't know what that what that is. I mean, you know, you're not going to drop your captain. But, and I think, by, for the record, by the way, he's he's made the most impressive transformation to me of any leader in the competition. I used to look at Trent Cochin and just think he was not, you know, he wasn't quite hard at it. I questioned him a little bit as a player and as a leader, and then he just transformed himself into this hard as nails midfielder who just led from the front and when they needed inspiration, Trent Cotchin gave it to them. So can I float a theory? Yeah. Because I like Trent Cotchin, but um, on this podcast, we like to, you know, look at things that are, you know, stats. Sure, you can look at as many stats. Yeah. Is this related to his hair? Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) I just had a a feeling. (laughs) So what do you think my theory is around his hair then? What would be your guess at what I'm about to say then based on that you thought it might be about his hair? Uh, so you're going to say, mm. uh, is it something about, it's not nothing about a deceptive height advantage, is it? <clears throat> no. Is you know it, what it is Is about? it about him hiding someone in his hair? No. Okay. Here's what it is. <laughs> yes. So Trent Cochin used to have the haircut of a man who, um, paid no more than $18 for his haircut. Right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm on board with your right. theory already. Yes. <laughs> no more than eighteen dollars ever. <laughs> yes. For a haircut. Yeah. Didn't feel it was necessary to, for it to be washed to be cut. Just um, went in. They cut his hair into the same shape that it had been cut into since he was eight years old. Yep. And he said, "This will do." I'm Trent Cotchin. I don't have time to be worrying about my hair when I'm worried just about being Trent Cotchin. Being yep. you know, hundred percent Trent. My name's Trent. I have an $18 haircut, and that to me is a fancy haircut. Yeah. Um, so, uh, preliminary final. Uh, Friday, you know, it must, was it Friday night or Saturday night? But Against it was night Collingwood? Game. Yeah, the yeah. Collingwood game. Yeah. Um, they'd been unstoppable. Yeah. Rolling towards back-to-back, right? Favourites for the Best flag. team in yep. the competition. Yep. And it was Friday night or Saturday night. I can't remember, but it was night time. I remember it was a nighttime game. And... Mm. Uh, he rolls out, and you know what he has on top of his head that day, Lemo? A forty-five to fifty-five dollar haircut. 
He has gone into one of those yeah. fancy sort of modern day barber shops, and he's cut it for the game. He's cut it for the game. It's oh, Friday night. It's yeah. preliminary final. It's the Tigers ascending, and he's got him. He's got himself a bloody Friday night lights haircut. No, he's gone down to this is the club of South Yarra. Oh. He's gone down to South Yarra to one of those male, those fancy new male barber chains. You know, he's King, he's gone to King's Domain. He's, he's, that's exactly. He's rolled into King's Domain <laughs> on like two rack road. Yes, he's like he, he, he's not going over to Joey Scandizos. He's not like getting a fancy fancy haircut. But he's like trading in his eighteen dollar barbershop haircut for a forty five to fifty five dollar <clears throat> King's Domain job. And rolled into and I call it the Cochin Curse. Since then, every time he plays, they lose based on the fact that he betrayed who he was. It's a it's a strong. That's theory. a Dustin Martin haircut, mate. That is yeah. not a Trent Cochin haircut. <laughs> He's not being himself. Yeah, yeah. I I, I love the theory yeah. because whenever I looked at him beforehand, I always thought to myself, "That's strong hair." Yeah, you've got good hair. Just good, strong, sensible, good, reliable strong hair. hair. But it tells me that your focus isn't on the game. Yeah. When you whenever I see a player yeah. who's had their hair cut for a game, yeah. I think your head's not in the game, mate. Well, that's like Guelphie, right? You know, Guelphie from yeah. Essendon rocked up with his Draco Malfoy haircut one on, day on Anzac Day. On Anzac Day, yeah. it's not what the diggers died for, mate. The right for you to fucking <laughs> rock up like some Harry Potter character <laughs> to the football. <laughs> No thanks, in, mate. They went in the trenches thinking, I hope someone gets a you know what, mate? blonde hair at the gym. If someone pushes you into a fence in Western Australia, we're not calling you a fucking ambulance. You can, get off. You can get a cab. You can get a fucking cab, mate. Did you see the hair you wore to Anzac Day, mate? It'd be great if that was the reason they made him catch a cab. They said, we're not calling. The digger said, the ambulance driver said they would not pick you up because of the way you disrespected the diggers with your haircut on Anzac Day. So, you can get a cab. We've got a Turkish cab driver right here. <laughs> <laughs> He's prepared to take you. One Turkish guy in Perth is agreed to take you to the hospital. But everybody else, you're out, mate, because of what you did to the diggers. <laughs> you did on Anzac Day was disgraceful. Disgraceful, mate. And we will never forget it, lest we forget. Um, all right. So Tiger time could still happen before the finals. Okay, now we get into the eight. Oh, so do any of those teams, if one of those teams is going to get into the eight of the uh, bottom eight that I've just read you, who is most likely to sneak into the eight who is not in the eight already? Uh, oh, Richmond. I have to say Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right. S- Sydney Swans could maybe get a run on if they, but I think without Buddy now. I think they're now, a bit too without, far out. I think without Buddy now too, they're yeah. just, I don't, I just can't see that, yeah. that happening. Um, all right. So. In eighth place, Fremantle. Bit of a surprise packet for the season, I would say, that Fremantle yeah. are in the eight. But they are looking pretty good, Fremantle. They are. They've overachieved a little bit, but yep. they're playing some excellent footy. They are. Entertaining football. Really? It's ent- very unlike Fremantle. But it really is. Ross Lyon does not no. create entertaining football. must be football. making him so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Is, He's I'm glad you won, but the way you did it did not please me in any way. <laughs> the crowd was cheering from start to finish. I like it. Um, and they've got some excitement machines around yeah. the place. Uh, Michael Walters, for one. He's been a good player for a very long time, but this is his best season. Yeah, he's really, really playing some good footy. And Bradley Hill is... Well, this is definitely his best season, isn't he it? Is, uh, well, well, I he mean, won, he's he, been a good player for a very long he time. He won that best and fairest but, last year, I think. Yeah. Well, in this period of time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was very good at Hawthorne, but he's, I reckon, in career best form. Didn't Lockie Neal win their best in Ferris last year? Or did and he then win Bradley Hill must have the year before. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. But um, 
he but anyway, he is he's been a pretty good player for a a couple of years, but I reckon this season yeah. I think he's number one for like meters run or something. Yeah, he would, he's, at, a, at the he's a he's an elite runner. Yeah. So I, I you know, Frio again, and this is gonna be the problem my problem with about the next four or five teams you mention is inconsistency. Yeah. Best excellent. Um but they need a home final if they're gonna go any further than round one of the final. Fife's been having a good season though as well. I mean, there's a lot to like about Fremantle. Uh, I am quite obsessed with Brendan and Cox and the relationship between these two guys because they rocked up one week with the same haircut. It always starts with haircuts to me. And so I've done some deeper investigation. It turns out, yeah, housemates, best friends quite a running joke between the two of them oh, and now right. I started following Instagram and now I'm quite invested in the soap, the soapy that is their life. <laughs> so I'm unused to free mental players giving me so much joy, but it is true. Okay. Port Adelaide, uh, seventh. When they're good, they're so good. And when yeah. they're not good, they are, they look really, really ordinary. They really stink when they're not good, but their best is fantastic. Could beat anyone. And again, as approved on the, they, they yeah. beat Geelong on the weekend. And after they dropped Westhoff, Ryder, and Pow Pepper. Yeah. Who, and those. Westhoff was their reigning best and fairest. Uh, Ryder is their gun, Ruckman. Yeah. And, and Pow Pepper and was kind of, you know, well. Pow Pepper. He's it, gone off the boil a little bit, Pow Pepper. But a little bit. He's he my favourite. Well. He's my favourite non Hawthorne player. Yeah. Pow um, Pepper. And yeah, super player. And yeah, they, they, they were good, although they did get Geelong after a bye, which is. Geelong, uh, count? They've lost, what is it, nine on the trot yeah. after a bye? Can't win after a bye. I'm, I'm starting to suspect this might explain a bit of uh, Chris Scott's finals record as well. Maybe they're bad off the, even in the finals. Oh, off the Maybe way. they don't want to finish top. Maybe they need to finish <laughs> they need in to a play position each... on a ladder where they play every week. They, <laughs> they need to finish between five and eight. They, well, they need to finish seventh like the Bulldogs did because that was the trick of the Bulldogs, right? And do it from there. And you have to play. Yes. You know, we went on the road twice and we had to play every week. But the risk then is they take it. There's a week off at the end of the minor round. So if he loses after that oh bye, God. then they're out of the finals. Well, there's no way Geelong can win the final. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are screwed. Um, yeah, like that's what it should be next year. They're like Carlton. We've done everything we can with you. Draw. You've got Geelong off the bye. <laughs> it's the best we can do for you, so, mate. If you can't beat Geelong <clears throat> off a bye, you're done. You're done. You're done. And we've unlocked Port Adelaide's secret, which is to, once they've played Launceston, Shanghai, mm. Perth, they're unbeatable. Yeah, exactly. They're just <laughs> so, going to get some legs in. They're just <laughs> going to get some yeah. They're all feeling good about their frequent flyer miles. Yeah. <laughs> they're up and about. Um, you know, but again, they're a team, I think, that are so... Like, when you look at their best players, it seems to me, at the very least... Um, that when they play, it's because all their best players have played really well. You know uh, yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, and that, it's like sometimes with Geelong, for example, like you go, oh, they're playing really well, and like their best play, like Dangerfield and Ablett and those guys don't need to be in their best players for them yeah. to win. Whereas, like with Port Adelaide, almost every time they win and you check their best players, it's like Robbie Gray and these guys. But, so you're like, they need yeah. to if they play well that. Port Adelaide can beat anybody, but the, they need those guys to play well. Yeah. And they've had good... The young fellas have been really good. My concern... Rosie's with, great. 
Yeah. Rosie's like one of those guys who just you're like, welcome to the AFL, son. He's yeah, he's a ripper. Rosie Dersma's really good, and uh, Butters, and there's one other who's pretty young. My concern is those boys running out of legs. Yeah, well, they probably will. So probably will. They, they at least one of them will, maybe yeah. two of them. So, um, all right, uh, Brisbane Lions. Good story, the Brisbane Lions. I love the Brisbane Lions. So they're my second team. They're, well, Hodgie plays for them. Chris, Dennis, Fag- Dennis Pagan coaches Dennis Pagan. <laughs> so <laughs> the Fagan-Hodge double I'm yeah. really into. No, that's good. and they. And uh, I, but also, they're a good team to watch when yeah. they're up and about, aren't they? Their no. third quarter um, uh, on the weekend was some, And like Cameron now, like is, you know... Like he's kind of getting really. I mean, he was pretty good at Cam, at uh, Adelaide, but yeah. Now that he he's he's getting a bit Eddie bets. He's killing it now, isn't he? Like you know, he's yeah. up right up there as like as good as Walters and it. How's yeah. That, how's our game, by the way? When you like talk about, and this is why I, I hate all the stuff with Adam Good stuff and what happened is because when we sit around and talk like this, and you're like, who are the gun? You know, you talk about Eddie Betts, you talk about Charlie Cameron, you talk about yeah. Michael Walters, and these people who just bring us this amazing amount of fucking joy yeah. every weekend. The idea that sometimes to do their job, they have to put up with... With all that bullshit. All yeah, that I other know. bullshit is... Yeah, anyway, whatever. Let's, but. And Yeah, it, it is. It's tedious. And the people who... A lot of the people who love those players and cheer them on yeah. are the same people who can't see the wood from the trees on uh-huh. the on the Adam Goods issue. But anyway, let's not get buried no. in uh in that. Um but Brisbane, I love them and they play great footy and I So I'd, entertaining. I'd love to see Hodgie at least win one more final. I'd be great. So, I want to see one of the new and, I want to see one of the new teams do well. As in like one of the teams that hasn't been in the finals for a yeah. while do well. That makes it more exciting. And they could, you know, uh, according to champion data, the champion data predictor they will get a home final. And if they get a home final, I reckon they'll win it. Yeah, there's a chance. So. Okay. That's exciting. <clears throat> I like the Brisbane Lions. Right right, right around them. Uh, the Adelaide Crows. So they, I thought, mm. they, they, it was one of those, geez, it's a weird season for Adelaide. Because yeah. pre-season, everyone was all up and about the Adelaide Crows. And then they started badly. And everyone was like, Crows are fucked. They're <laughs> shit. Fuck the Crows. And now. They're no good. And then suddenly they're fifth. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they really <laughs> snuck up on us. It's like they were 12th one week yeah. and then fifth. I was like, hang on. The next they get week. to be fifth? Yeah. But they are. Uh, they are. And they're really good. I mean, they're a good team. And those crowds. Are bro- they a good team? They are. They've the got, Crouchers are good. The Crouch brothers are great. Sloan is great. Uh, Sloan is great. Yeah. Uh, is te- what's te- te- Tex? When what's tex- going on with Tex? Tex is very important to them. And Tex needs to be on. And Tex needs to be playing well. Because they've proven that they're not going to drop him. Because they right. had a few opportunities to drop him. And yeah. they didn't. So it's really, really important that he is playing. I reckon he is the barometer, almost. For that team, if Tex is making a contribution, and he doesn't have to be best on ground, no. he just has to make a contribution instead of being properly average, which he was a few times earlier this year. Josh Jenkins, Josh Jenkins. Uh, now he made the comeback that he needed to make, yeah. but then he hurt his. Yeah, he got injured He's in the last right. minute of that game. I'm trying to remember what the result of that was. I don't really know, but yeah. um, all right, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm the thing I'm unconvinced about about Adelaide Crows is 
Yeah. That the games I've watched them in, they've been shit. And I haven't watched the games where they've been, clearly been good. You know how sometimes your view is just completely right, yeah, distorted yeah, yeah. by the fact that you're like, well, the three times I've watched an Adelaide game this year, they were shit. So I assume they're shit. Now, the latter is telling me a completely different story. So I may have overlooked some of their finer moments, but as far as I know, as far as I know, they're shit. It's hard to reconcile the two. Yeah. I, uh, it's of- like if someone's like a good comic, but you've just only ever seen, seen them do them bad die. gigs and yeah. you're like... I, I hear they are good, but I, don't, I, don't I saw get them it. twice and they're. I, I don't just, get it. I don't get it, mate. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm like. I'm like, I don't yeah. get this. I know that everyone's up in a bit. No, it's my like fear with the, Adelaide one, the is the one, the one Adam Sandler yeah. film you've seen. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. Well, you get there's a lot to choose from. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you. Yeah. A few to choose from. If the one, okay. if okay. the one Adam Sandler film you've seen is any film but Happy Gilmore. <laughs> okay. okay. If you'd only seen Nicolas Cage films yeah. in the last. Released in oh, the yeah. last 20 years. Yeah, okay. Good. You'd go, worst actor ever. Yeah, don't understand. But his body of work prior to that was fucking exceptional. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, Adelaide Crows, what worries me is they are almost at full uh, capacity. At, like, yes. As in, like, yeah, their players they're... are fit, they're up and about. I wonder what a couple of injuries right, or something. Yeah. yeah. If they can keep rolling through with their best team, clearly with their best team in, they're pretty competitive side but i just worry is there depth there what if they do lose a couple of key people if they if they mm. get down a crouch i know they've got a spare crouch but <laughs> you don't want to you don't they're want better be, with two crouches you don't want to be leaning on yeah. one crouch which is no. what they had to do last year exactly they're better with two crouches yeah we, yeah we, yeah the cr- t- either we'll have either <laughs> but we prefer both two crouches are better than one. yeah exactly yeah um okay <clears throat> uh the west coast eagle eagles what do you think about those guys? uh well Oddly, at the start of the year, hardly any experts, in inverted commas, tipped the Eagles for the flag, despite the fact that they were the reigning premiers. And they had Nick Natanui, Andrew Gaff, and uh, there was one other really important player. Brad Shepard. Shepard, to come back into that team. Yeah. And that most of their superstars were still at an age where... Yeah. They weren't going to tip over the edge. Like, they were going to yeah. lose Lacroix. Kennedy's older, but he's not done. Yeah. Um, and really, there wasn't, like, suddenly, like, a whole bunch of other people where you're like, this and is their last season. Hearn, <coughs> Hearn looks 45. Yeah. But he's, he's not. not. Yeah. <laughs> but he looks it. <laughs> but he looks it. But guys like Yo almost feel like they're, like they've been good for a while, but they're almost yeah. coming into their powers. Like, as in... It's yeah. not over. No, and it's not you know, over. Shuey and Sheed and Redden, mm. uh, they've got a. That's a very strong team. And now Nick Nat Gaff is like averaging thirty three touches yeah. or something, um, and probably unlikely to punch someone in the head again two years in a row. <laughs> I so d- I feel I like know, I doubt it. I wonder where he is in Brownlow vetting because. Wouldn't it be interesting if he won the Brownlow this year, right after being rubbed out? For seven weeks last year, because um, I mean, Gaff's had—he's had a very good year. He's had a very good year. Uh, so Nick Nat comes back into that side. They are going to be well and truly in the conversation. And come September, because it feels like they're at the moment they're just—they're still not firing on all cylinders. No, they're playing. And they're a, still doing. I mean, they're still top four, aren't they? So they're playing a very smart game. They—they're like. I feel like the Eagles to me are a bit like you know the. The Monty Python sketch where the two guards are standing in the doorway. 
Yeah. And there's a guy running towards them from the other side of the field. And they keep looking and going, oh, yeah, he's miles away. Oh, yeah, he's miles away. Oh, yeah, he's miles away. Then all of a sudden, ah! yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the Eagles yeah. where everyone's going, oh, no, I don't know about them. Yeah, no, I think I think that's – it would not surprise me certainly if um, there was a, a lot of life left in the Eagles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, especially if we bring in the idea where – and that West Coast Eagle Eagle drops that second multi-ball at <laughs> oh, This has got legs, guys. Yeah. Um, or if the AFL don't agree to it, can we get someone to train a rogue eagle to just do it anyway? I'll do it anyway and just see what happens. <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> could, could mark of the year <laughs> come from marking the ball Jeremy off the rogue eagle? A screamer. <laughs> and you're just like, but that's not the ball. That's the eagle ball. <laughs> it's the eagle ball. Play on. <laughs> Play on, Eagle Ball. <laughs> Play on, Eagle. I just love to hear Razor Ray. Play. Play on. Eagle, Eagle Ball. ball. Play on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, I, I guys, one more, okay, one more idea. <laughs> <laughs> the captain of each team is allowed to, at some stage, sneak on a fake ball that they can use to distract the opposition. Oh. So, like, at the bottom of a pack, yes. like, there's all the players and they're trying to go for the ball. And yeah. then Razor Ray checks it and he goes, Fake ball. Fake ball. Play on. Play on. <laughs> it turns out Joel Selwood's down there the 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 with Suckers. the real ball under his jumper. <laughs> Jeremy McGovern's got the real ball under his jumper. No one's noticed. They just thought he was like, he always looks lumpy. His skin he just. <laughs> um, all right. So West Coast Eagles in fourth, real chance of the premiership. Now, yep. this is where this next one is very interesting to me. GWS. Could this be the GWS year? It's one yeah. of those years where there's no firm favourite. It feels yeah. like any team could sort of, like not any team, but if you once you get there, it might just be about who's playing best at that time of the year. Yeah. Could that mean that it's the year where GWS finally get it done? Ah, uh, look, that's, they're, again. Finally, that, he says, ag- for a competition. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, again, that best is very good. Yeah. So if it's, if it's that day and they don't have any more injury issues and they can get back a couple of players off their current injury list, uh, absolutely. And I would... Actually, love to see GWS win the flag. They've done enough. Hard. I feel like they deserve it. They've done well, not deserve it, but at least you feel like they've paid their dues yeah. a bit. Yeah. Like if they won it a bit early, we all would have been like, but now they've kind of had to work through getting rid of players, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Building a bit of culture, these sort of things. Okay. And so, I mean, can you imagine if, like, you know, on grand final day, the GWS, um, you know, win the, win the premiership? Can you imagine 100,000 people at the MCG when Shane Mumford just goes up to collect his medal and everyone just starts chanting, Sausage, 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 Sausage. Oh, look out that oh. night. See that, that. Yeah, they look out that <laughs> night. And just to pick you up on one thing, Will, if GWS make the grand final... I don't think there'll be 100,000 people at the MCG. There'll be 100,000. It's always corporates anyway, mate. It's fine. Um, well, also it depends who they play. If, if GWS play Collingwood, you're still getting 100,000 people at the MCG. You yeah. Know? I, uh, 
had a... GWS West Coast might be. (laughs) I had a friend of mine when Richmond played the Crows, rang me the week of the grand... Oh, no, the week before the prelims Mm. and said, oh, can you get me a grand final ticket? And I said, A, no, but B, just hope GWS beat Richmond this weekend because then you'll be able to arrive at the MCG, walk up to the ticketing box... Mm. And just buy buy a ticket. Yeah, G, well, GWS Brisbane might be an interesting <laughs> grand go, yeah. final for ticket sales. Um, all right, so uh, Collingwood, the Pies, once, yeah. one game off top spot, and again, a bit like West Coast, feel like they're just going, but they managed they're a game clear of the Giants and West Coast, and only one game behind Geelong, who seem Geelong feel like they've been flying, and yeah. Collingwood feel like they're just going in a way. Yeah, and Collingwood are one game behind Geelong, which again I, feels a yeah. little ominous to me. Collingwood is a very good team. And they're like Geelong, they're a very even team. Forward, really strong up forward, yeah. really solid defence. Well, they feel just like some absolute jets running through them. You that know what midfield. they feel like too? They just feel like you can lose. Like a lot of other clubs losing Stevenson until the finals, you'd be like, oh, well, that'll. That'll throw him out. Yeah. You know, he's a guy who's kicked nearly 40 goals from 20, 25 games. Yeah. Like, he's a real key on that forward line. They'll, yeah. But you just kind of with them, you're like, no, nah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. And they could probably lose another one or two good players and you'd still pick them to beat most teams in the competition. Yeah. It'll just add to that. It'll add yeah. to their depth because they'll bring in someone who I think, are they, they played, is it, was it, did Reed come in for... Is Reed coming in for Stevenson this week? Uh, Maybe. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like Whoever comes in, they'll just get games into someone and then Stevenson will come back for the first week of the finals and they'll have a ripping backup plan. Right. If he's shit out, which he won't be. No, he won't be. <clears throat> I could almost bet on the fact that he won't. Come on. Too soon. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, anyway, we don't, need to, we don't need to get bogged down in a young person making a terrible, terrible, <laughs> stupid, idiotic mistake. But we all did a lot of stupid things when we were 19, 20 years old and he's been punished, I think, appropriately and he, suitably. He has been. He does not. He I've made, been. I made plenty of jokes <laughs> to uh, the president of his football club, but uh, I feel like, you know, you don't need to rub how, it in even how did, more. How did Ed take those as a general rule? Look, you know, it's my job to make them. And I'm happy <laughs> to make them to him in a way that I wouldn't be happy to make them to Jaden Stevenson himself because the kid has made one of the most idiotic mistakes of his yeah. fucking life. And I think they've punished him in about the right amount. Like, I'm a big believer in getting yeah. the right punishment because if you get slightly overs, people f- always will welcome you. You get to come back fresh. Yeah. So my same theory with the cricketers, they probably got to overpunish in yeah. the context of world cricket for what they did. But now they can come back and everything's going to be fine with the cricketers, yeah, right? Because totally. you yeah. got punished appropriately. If people feel like you did unders, you might not as well have done any. Yeah. And so he's got probably enough. Mm. And he'll come back and everybody will let him get on with his life, I think. So uh, OJ Simpson, where does he stand on that? I feel like uh, slight, slightly unders. <laughs> but, slightly I mean, unders, if he right. catches the real killer, then... <laughs> Which, which he's dedicating which the rest is, of his life. Yeah, I think he set up a Twitter account to... <laughs> to capture the real killer. killer so. Yeah. Um, all right. So Collingwood and then uh, Geelong. The Geelong, uh, the Geelong Cats. And Geelong, I mean, to me, they're clearly flag favourites. That is just such a strong team. 
Oh, there's just there's just no weak links in that team. And when you look at a, a side that has um, uh, Selwood, Dangerfield, um, and uh, Duncan, and oh, there's others that I'm forgetting. But despite Ablett. all of that, Tim the Kelly got Ablett. Tim oh, Kelly. Ablett. But Tim Kelly is clearly yeah. the best player this year. Yeah, absolutely. Probably, um, possibly favourite in the Brownlow. Possibly favourite in the Brownlow. So, I mean, they've just got. There's just. I feel they're a bit to me at the looking at, you know, back in the back in the day, the West Indies fast bowling lineup. Yeah. There was just never any reprieve. Yeah. Because you had, you know, it was Roberts holding. Garner and there was always Croft, like there was always like you know, one guy who didn't get to play who was like would be the, yeah. the number one bowler in any other team oh, who'd bowl a hundred miles yeah. an hour you know like uh what's it Patterson yeah. or you know Kenny Benjamin or Kenny Benjamin <laughs> you know one of these that guys be like, who was still a yeah. terrifying fast bowler yeah. I kind of Geelong a little bit like that at the moment yeah. to me there's just no weak links anywhere all right, uh, Limo, you've got to go. And uh, we have banged on for ages and Ramona is like, you know, Jeez. literally gone for a patch for about the fourth or fifth time. So it might be time for me to take her out for a walk. She hasn't been for a walk today. Ramona, we'll take you for a walk. Thank you so much for doing this. We, I really appreciate that you came along. It's been um, a pleasure, mate. What's I- your tip for, let's, let's go for, let's put our... Okay, half season. sure. Who's going to win the premiership? Um, who is going to win the Brownlow? Okay, uh, it's half... Heart, half head I'm using here for these yeah. predictions. GWS, Premiership. Yeah. And Brownlow, Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly for the Brownlow would be I'd lo- such an amazing story. I'd love him to win I would the Brownlow. Def- I would definitely be behind Tim Kelly. Because there are so many elements to his story, not least of which he wanted to go back to WA. Yeah. And Geelong, good on him, I guess, yeah. fought for what they thought he was worth. Yeah. Turns out... He's really fucking good, and they were right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think great story, and like he wins, he wins. A, I I think Geelong win the premiership because I picked them preseasons. So I'm gonna fucking pick and stick. Yeah, like they've done nothing so far to, and I like the way they play, and I like the idea that you know Tim Kelly could win a premiership and a Brownlow. Yep, and then go. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and everyone would be kind of happy with it, right? Yeah, and. Um, what I love is somebody's just started like soaring or drilling or something oh, yeah, like something that. Weird the going dogs on. have just gone completely crazy. <laughs> so this is a good time to finish. Um, so I would say that would be an amazing story. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go Tim Kelly, John Premiership. Yep. Tim, Tim Kelly wins the round though. I'm on G. And then goes back to then goes and plays for West Coast, who win <laughs> win the Premiership. <laughs> and they win the Premiership. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, like maybe they beat West Coast in the grand final. Oh, Geelong he, beat West Coast in the grand final. And then he goes to West and then Coast. He goes to West Coast. Play again in the grand final, final next, next year, year and, and he West plays Coast. For the, yeah, for the other team. And he wins a North yep. Smith. Yep, there, there we go. go. <laughs> With Matt That's the next future two out. seasons sorted. Oh, and Eagle Ball. Wait, <laughs> one more thing. Don't forget Eagle Ball. <laughs> Eagle Ball. And he marks Eagle Ball. <laughs> marks, with 10 seconds. He marks the Eagle Ball. <laughs> and there's no goal review system. And Razor Ray says, play on, Eagle Ball. Play on. <laughs> <laughs>